Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris, and my co-host is... Anthony. Anthony. (laughs) Anthony. Well, essentially what we do is we watch and review sci-fi films, and uh, we decided to branch out the last couple weeks because we we couldn't find anything worth watching, and it picked up some TV shows, Charmed, and then The Order, but as it turns out, The Order... Its first episode is a two-parter. So, this is the second part of that episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. Week Part 2. Hell Week Part 2. Does it bother you that they're referring to this guy's first week of school as analogous to what Navy SEAL candidates have to endure? I'm sure that that's a college term. Is that not? Is that uh, not what I don't they call remember. the first week? I mean- <laughs> My first week of college was very easy, so I don't remember. (laughs) Dead week or hell week is U.S. slang for the week before college and university final examinations. So, no, it is a college college term, but it's not the right term. Yeah, no, I think this is a direct reference to what boot camp or... You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't don't, don't know if that bothers me or not. That wasn't my fun fact. Can I give my fun fact? Uh, Only if it's actually fun. It is actually pretty fun. Uh-huh. Hold on, let me... My fun fact is that The Order, season one, has a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 100%. Huh. And an audience score of 72%. Ah, interesting. That's hard That's to believe. Fact. That's hard to believe. <laughs> In case you didn't listen to the previous episode, which is cool. I don't know why you listened to the second one before the first one, but hey, I'm not out here judging. George Lucas no. did it for three straight movies. So yeah. on this podcast, what we do is we we say we do this every time, but we actually don't ever follow these rules. What we do is we talk about what we watched, break down the plot, and then decide ultimately whether we liked the movie or uh, episode of the television show we watched. So do yeah. you have anything that you want to talk about with this particular episode? I liked it more than the last one. I think my one of my biggest complaints for the first episode is that the main character is just kind of a know-it-all. There's no flaws. He isn't really up against anything he can't handle, blah, blah, blah. And that quickly shifts with this episode. So I think I think I enjoyed it more. I like the cliffhanger more. And I did not see it coming in the slightest. <laughs> so that that's interesting. Every episode of this show was released on the same day. But right. I'm, because it's Netflix. Yeah. Right. But I'm kind of confused as to why it had to be a two-parter. And I get it because hmm. if it hadn't been a two-parter, it would have been... Well, Netflix ordered 10 episodes. Right. But, I mean, had it been just a a single episode, it would have been an hour and 40 minutes. And this isn't Sherlock. This is the order. So, But to answer answer the the, the overall question, I did think this episode was better. We get, we pull the curtain back a little bit further. We get some insight into Jack and his pathos, I guess is what you would call, like what drives him forward. I don't know if I'm using the right term or not there, but. No, we never do, so I think we're good. Yeah. It's consistent. <laughs> we uh, 100% <laughs> accuracy on this cast. I, I think that we definitely get more of a look into who Jack is and what he, maybe not necessarily what he wants, but what he's oh, doing. It's pretty obvious what he wants. Her name is Alyssa. <laughs> no. Uh, she has well, the same hair as him, <laughs> a little bit more blonde. She is like the female version of him. So he's really just falling in love with himself. Ah, so her mom killed herself too. Uh, oh, <laughs> spoilers. Oh, no, man. but um, I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is because there's a scene that happens where we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but 
well, probably in a lot of minutes, but she asks Jack what he's doing because he proposes a question to her. He asks why Belgrave yeah. and she gives her response and then she asks him and he immediately changes the subject because I guess he doesn't know. Yeah, she she asked him if it was his idea to come here or if he's following someone else's playbook. Right. Because she came to get as far away from her parents as possible. So Yeah. But yeah, we get a we pull the curtain back a little bit on old Jack. We still don't know what he's uh what's up with him or what he's about aside from just doing everything he can to join this order, the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose. Yeah. Man, that they need a new name. <laughs> the Hober, that's its hmm. uh, initialization. Hober. We're just gonna start calling it that. Hober. All right. So, did you like this episode more or less? I guess we can. I'm kind of skipping to the end. We can break down the episode, but I uh, said in the, the last one that I would be willing to watch more. There was enough here for me to keep going. Yeah. Is no, there I still agree. enough more for you to keep going? I would be willing to watch the third episode um, yeah. to answer the to question. <laughs> Of whether or not I liked it more than the first episode. I think the answer would be yes. I don't know what the answer to that question would be had we watched both episodes back to back. You said you don't think it would be yes if, you, if we'd watched them both? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you didn't just, you didn't watch this episode and then binge watch the rest of the season? No. No? That was, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I just meant that like. I mean, I did, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just meant that if it was, if sure, had we known it was a two-parter, but that's totally different. Had we watched both episodes back-to-back, I probably would have enjoyed the first episode more. Mm. But once I found out that the first episode was half of a two-part thing. Yeah, sure, sure. I do think the second part is better with a week between watches. Gotcha. You think that this would be better off as normal, not normal television, but released on a weekly schedule instead of all at once i think so especially since the the rest of the series there's two seasons out now mm-hmm. they're all part one part two every mm. single one of them okay yeah i looked ahead okay well i mean you just said you almost admitted to binge watching the entire season so how much looking ahead do you need to <laughs> i mean i i don't know uh <laughs> anything new from this episode anything you want to talk about before we get into the plot so when the plot picks up, well, I'm just going to roll right into it a little bit here and then get to my fun fact. The plot picks up right where the last episode left off with him running away from his mother's grave where he's been attacked by what looks like a werewolf. He's going to spend some time being like, oh, really a werewolf? I'm like, yeah, you saw it, you idiot. <laughs> like other people are convincing him of what he saw. <laughs> wow. Are you going to believe what you saw or what I tell you? <laughs> Because I'm just going off of what you told me, what you saw. <laughs> no, and he he, uh, he runs into, and he's yelling about Kyle to a masked Alyssa. Very, just the worst secret society. Kyle's character doesn't have a last name. Oh. <laughs> Kyle is the only recurring character. Beyond, like, there's a few other characters that have, like, a episode or an episode or what have you. But even the professors that never get called by their first name, have first names if you look up the show on IMDb or Wikipedia or whatever. But Kyle is just Kyle. I think Gregory is just Gregory in the credits, but you know his last name because you know his mother. I thought I thought it was funny because, you know, it's Kyle. He's the most typical Kyle you've ever met. So I did a thing. Okay. Uh, just now. He... 
I looked up old Kyle on the, <laughs> there is an order. Okay, I'm just going to, it is HTTPS, W-R, colon, forward slash, forward slash, the dash order dash Netflix dot fandom dot com slash wiki slash Kyle. And on wow. this Wikipedia, he does not have a last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I told you. Jeez. Okay. Fair enough. All yeah. Right. That was that your that was your fun fact. I thought it was hilarious. No, it, it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's running through the, the woods. He runs into Alyssa. Tries to tell her what just happened. A masked Kyle shows up and goes and corrects whatever he says. And then they they have a little back and forth. Oh, are we changing the format? Are you actually going to go over the plot? No, I was prompting you so we can get this wrong. Ah, okay, fair enough. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's all you remember the episode? That's yeah. all I remember, yeah. I guess what this is an actual test. Because I, I, this is what I'm guessing, is that this wasn't some thing that Kyle was he, it told him to do. I guess his actual test was for him to dig up his mother's grave. For real. And Kyle just happened to wanted to take advantage of the situation and perform blackmail. So Do you think, well, I was on the impression that Kyle gave him that assignment in order to blackmail him. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. Like it was, it was a real test in the eyes of the order. I guess they hand down the specific tests to like the trainers and then they get to choose what the tests would be. They just happened to align with Kyle's interests in this matter. Mm. Okay. Because he runs into, as you said, Alyssa in her robes. So, like, she was present or she was there to be a witness, whatever. He, just like you said, he tries to tell her, you know, hey, Kyle set me up. And uh, Kyle shows up. He's like, I don't know who Kyle is, man, but you failed your test. He essentially orders Alyssa to pocket sand Jack, which she does <laughs> after some, uh, yeah, after some uh, slight hesitation. He falls on the ground. She takes her mask off and she's like, what the heck's going on here? And he just tells her to put her mask back on. And then the next morning, Jack awakes on campus. And this is something that did not happen to me, but I did see it happen to someone else where essentially Jack's passed out. Well, it's assumed by the other students that Jack went to ham at a party. Yeah. And he is taped to a, a sign. Well, he has a, he has a penis drawn on his forehead um, and then he looks at his feet and he sees a blue rose and he remembers what the blue rose is, which the last time we saw anyone get pocket sanded, they didn't remember anything. Right. Good old Todd. Yeah. We uh, we automatically know that there is something different about the situation. He pulls a straight creeper move and just waits for Alyssa outside her class. And then he uh, says, hey, you know, I need another chance. And then he says the word magic, which immediately prompts her to push him into an empty classroom now, did she know it was empty? Yeah, like, there were windows. There were windows. She glanced. She saw. I mean, but what if she had pushed him into this like room and then like they had this entire conversation and then like they look over their shoulder and there's like a kid sitting in the back writing down notes. Well, that uh, <gasps> they talk about their secret stuff a little too loud all the time. That's all I'm sure. saying. It's not the first. T- I mean, he did walk into their little secret lair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the worst secret society of all time. And then she essentially says, I shouldn't have switched powders. We now realize that Alyssa chose not to blank his memory. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, well, thanks for doing that. 
he says again, you know, Kyle set me up. How's his head feeling? Because he smacked him in the head with a shovel, right? And then he says, Kyle is such an idiot. And then she says, he's not a complete idiot. Which leads Jack to just jump to the conclusion that they dated. Which she then confirms within seconds. Mm -hmm. All freshmen do something stupid. (laughs) That was pretty funny. She did something real (laughs) stupid. Uh, That's the end of this scene. We cut back to the ethics professor, your favorite part of the show. He talks about uh, the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few. Then he directly references the Wrath of Khan. Well, he yeah, he calls it the greatest bromance in cinematic history. Sure. Then he calls on Jack. You don't agree. All right. No, no, I do. That's just like, sure. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm just, you wanted me to blow through this plot. So I'm trying to do quit interrupting. (laughs) Uh, This works better as a monologue. Fair (laughs) enough. I'll shut up. Uh, He calls on Jack and he's like, what is it called? And he uh, says, it's utilitarianism, which is uh, essentially that you got to weigh your consequences. Like, should I risk everything to save one person or should I risk this one person to save everyone? It's an interesting quandary. He then, uh, Starts talking about, which I thought was a great scenario, which is in this hypothetical, the majority of humans are vegetarians, but there's a minority that are cannibals. And this is called ethical relativism, which they don't really expound on it. But essentially to what it means is uh, to thine own self be true, which I guess is a signal to Jack that uh, he needs to do whatever he needs to do while uh, the music is crescendoing up you actually get to hear the professor's words being drowned out as he says be your own moral compass and then uh we cut to jack sitting in his garage with his granddad sorry do do you think they do a good enough job of tying in his pieces in the ethics class with what's going on i do yeah i mean we talked about it before on the episode of charmed that this is college is your time of enlightenment at least it should be if you're in college College is your chance to learn more than just the things that you were taught in middle school and high school and things like that. And I think it it does a pretty good job of being a state like Jack. We are like Jack is our stand in. If you've never been in an ethics class, like right. we don't know anything about ethics per se. Hmm. And the professor keeps calling on him to answer his questions, do all these things. And I, I, I think it does a pretty good job of putting us in Jack's seat. Talked about it in the last episode. Would you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. So would you uh, no. kill baby Hitler? Oh, with a hammer. Did we talk about that already? I don't think we did. <laughs> with a yeah. hammer, really? Yeah, yeah. Just while he's asleep. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> no chances. No chances wow. for Hitler. So you're you're solidly on the uh born evil side of things, yeah? Or are you uh, solidly on the I'm not sure, but I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, man. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. (laughs) (laughs) Or the one. (laughs) So we're in uh, Pete's garage, the pop's lair, as it were. And Jack is describing (laughs) to Pete what he saw (laughs) on what appears to be the oldest possible browser that still functions on a computer. He pulls up a a picture of a werewolf. Did you actually see... The browser in which he was yeah. using for he was this. Using, he was using Internet Explorer <laughs> on like Windows 95, <laughs> maybe 98. Oh, man, it was great. Like at first I thought it was a text editor that I looked again and I was like, nope, nope, that's, that's, oh, <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, www.wolfpedia.net. I'm checking this is a website right now. <laughs> Wolfpedia, huh? DNS cannot be reached. <laughs> uh, oh, that that does not sound like a safe website. <laughs> well, it just means that it's not an actual website. It, well, no, it, sorry, I mean, I mean, the name of it doesn't sound safe. <laughs> uh, it does also underscore Pete's, I guess, aversion to the modern world the fact that he's using an old crt monitor the do you think so oh yeah he's i thought it was like, underlining just money issues he gets like jack gets called notebook in the class because everyone else has a laptop and he's writing notes with no i mean he's notebook. got like he's got like six guns on a rack he couldn't sell one to get a brand new windows 10 pc uh first of all <laughs> priorities you, you we, we live in west texas you know darn well what the priorities certain demographic people are. So the answer to your, your statement is no. I'm just he could saying. not sell any of those guns. <laughs> How dare you? I'm just saying. And then uh, essentially, so Pete's like, well, it must have been a werewolf. And Jack's like, I don't, I don't recall the actual conversation. But he essentially says, I'm telling you that it was a werewolf and I don't believe it. But you're like, it's Wednesday. Must be a werewolf. <laughs> like i actually thought that was pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good yeah but yeah it just goes to show jack's the only one who doesn't believe that there's a werewolf he describes it to a couple people and they're just like oh yeah werewolf yeah and he just doesn't believe then they go into why the werewolf would only attack the neophytes and no one else which jack references the fact that it's a very specific target just the neophytes which if you look back the only people that have died or been attacked are neophytes. Yeah. Pete suggests that we should just let nature take its course. Apparently there was a string of murders in the 90s that may also be related to this werewolf. And Jack doesn't feel the same. And I guess the first instance of a crack between his relationship with Pete, he essentially says, if I didn't do anything, I would just be like every other jerk out there. But he has an opportunity to do something, so he's got to do it. Ties back into... To thine own self be true. Yeah. He's finding his moral compass, you know, which is pretty neat. We uh, cut to a meeting. Chancellor Stone sitting in her office looking at a, a big tome. I think that's, that's that's what these are called, tomes, right? A, a tome big. or a grimoire. Yeah, grimoire. Ooh, good one. Alyssa knocks I, on the, well. I can say what? smart things sometimes. Eh. There's a knock on the door. Chancellor Stone opens it with her hand. Sitting at her desk, she waves her what? hand and the door opens. Yeah, I was say, yeah, what else is she going to open it with? Yeah, how most people open doors with their hands, yeah. <laughs> well, what if you have one of those? Have you seen those kick plates where you kick yeah. and the door opens? She could have done that. You don't know. You, I do. Know, I saw it. <laughs> Alyssa approaches her desk and she's like, hey, I think there actually was a werewolf. She hand, She puts down Kyle's cell phone, which is cracked. The The, the, the pouch the thing that he was told to wear to protect himself. And Stone's like, yeah, well, that's circumstantial. And then she shows her a picture on some tablet of a werewolf footprint. And it's like, you see Stone twitch for almost like a half a second. And then she says, well, if that were the case, we'd have much better suited people to deal with it. She dismisses Alyssa. Which kind of fair. I want to say that I think this is the scene where I, I really like I don't know if I 100% like that Stone, the character, but the actress who plays her plays her incredibly well. A lot of subtle 
body language and just facial twitches and movements. Right. When she's yeah. delivering her lines, it's really, really well done. Yeah, we talk about this in a different in a different episode of our podcast, but I think this is called doing stuff that's not on the page. When you're given your direction on set, they're like, "Hey, say these lines, sit in this chair, act smug." But she's doing more than just acting smug, which is pretty neat. Once she dismisses Alyssa, who walks away, and she does her little hand wave of the door shutting, she sits back in her chair and just says, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So what do we find out from her saying that? Werewolves are bad news. (laughs) And she also had no idea there was a werewolf involved. Nope. Well, she turns the page in the book after Alyssa leaves to a page she'd previously been on, and there's a picture of the werewolf, the same one that Pops had found. Yeah. So she was looking into it. Did she order that off wolfpedia.net? Yeah, Wolfpedia is your source for all werewolf-related <laughs> news paraphernalia. This episode has been sponsored by www.wolfpedia.net. <laughs> if, you, if you want to sign up for their newsletter, <laughs> use the code BROLL10 to get 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> I spent like 10 seconds trying to come up with a how you doing joke, but it just didn't work. So, sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm really sorry. I couldn't do it. <laughs> so we cut back to Jack at uh, Papa Pete's. He's gearing up, shoving things into his bag. He grabs a taser and puts it in there. He grabs something first and then changes his mind and then eventually puts the taser in it. I just don't yeah, like a little. It's it like a little hatchet, like a little hand axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were vampires, the hatchet would work. You know, you can just ask Abraham Lincoln. How but, far? How um, soon until we get vampires in this show? Le- legitimately. And when we do get vampires, is that them jumping the shark? Like, is that? Because there's so many vampire shows out there. Mm. I don't know. I hope mm. that they hope they don't ugh, I, later in the season show vampires. That would be <laughs> annoying. Well, so how many how many episodes of the show are there? Two seasons, ten episodes apiece. Ten episodes. Sorry, twenty is. I gave you a math problem. Okay, so there's twenty episodes. Yeah. Let's say the the line is ten and a half. So you, that's your that's your number. No, no, no. Well, ten and a half is the line. So okay. I'm saying that if it's under ten and a half, you would select one through nine or one through ten. Gotcha. But if it's eleven through twenty, gotcha. I'm gonna go with the over. I'd say okay. it doesn't happen until the beginning of season two. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Because I have a feeling that with the end of this episode, we get some information that is vital to the plot of the first season, which I in which I don't think vampires sure. play a heavy role. Sure. All right. It's just the stereotypical thing to do. So. Sure. No, I agree. Yeah. But this isn't, you know, this is 100% fresh rating. It's not typical. So Pete reaches off the aforementioned rack of guns and pulls it looks like a shotgun off and <laughs> says i'm not taking a gun to school which i think is probably my favorite part of the episode pete says why <laughs> do you ever watch the news he's like are you talking about the mainstream media and jack says say crisis actor i dare you to which pete kind of stumbles upon his words and then keeps his mouth shut <laughs> which i thought was actually really funny and he says, it's, it's pointless, I don't have any silver bullets. But apparently Pete knows a guy who has some silver bullets because he runs out of the room and says, I know a guy. So. <laughs> I'm really upset we didn't get a payoff for that sooner. <laughs> I wanted to meet his guy, you know? <laughs> Do you? 
that that's like a that's a that's a trope that doesn't get used quite enough i think which is oh i know a guy <laughs> Jax decides he's gonna go on a little werewolf hunt yeah he heads to the uh oh we also mentioned that um he has like a hamburger like a it looks like a quarter <laughs> some, pound of hamburger meat he has some ground meat yeah and he's to like, attract food <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I mean, the if you were bi- going dog, you were going looking for a dog, you know, yeah, throw out some, some meat. I'm just or- saying, the bipedal, intelligent humanoid, human hunting werewolf is going to be like, ooh, ooh. is that lean? <laughs> or is that full fat ground beef? That's 93%, Give it to me, right? Jack. Like, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching my figure. This better be lean. <sighs> Anyways, he runs off to the cemetery where he was uh, accosted. By the werewolf, he, he says, uh, "Wish me luck, mom," and walks into the woods. After a couple seconds, he's like, "Campus!" Like he just says the word "campus" out loud. And I guess this uh, cemetery borders a wooded area, which also happens to border the campus. Interesting. But he runs onto campus. He's looking around, doesn't see anyone, and then he sees Amir. Amir sees him, and he Amir rolls up on him. And he's like, "Hey, man, you cool?" I guess Jack's holding the taser and he says, hey, man, it's me. I'm your friend. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just got to stay safe. Yeah. Safety first. Yeah. (laughs) Why aren't you carrying the shotgun, Jack? Apparently, Amir has gotten Jack's spot as one of the three who could continue their initiation into the order. And yeah, Amir's like, yo, man, it should have been you. And then Jack says, well, at least it wasn't Gregory. And then uh, we cut to the other neophytes who were just complete idiots, dim-witted, vapid. Yeah, they have last names though. Entirely, <laughs> so much more important than old Kyle. And then he uh, he tells Amir, "Hey man, look, I don't want to see any more of my friends dead. Just go home and be safe." And Amir's like, "Yeah, I think I'll do that." We cut to Jack going to his dorm room. Clay is there, kind of staring into his mirror, and they have a interesting little exchange. <laughs> He's like, hey man, do you think uh, I, Weston? I like Clay a lot. <laughs> he's a he's a great character. Fantastic. Clay asks Jack, "Do you think Weston felt death?" Well, he does. He asks him, "Do you think he feels dead?" Oh, like, yes, right now feels dead. Yeah, and then uh, and he, pr- he proposes an interesting quandary: Was Weston really real? I mean, in the in the uh, fictitious ether that is the Order's universe. Um, he's as real as anyone else, but Clay does mention that, you know, what do we know about him before he was on campus? One day he was here, and then the next day he was gone. How real could he be? And that's interesting. Like, how real is, it, is something that you don't experience until you've experienced it and lost it? Yeah. Like, what is reality? Sure. I think to Weston, it was very real. <laughs> but sure, you want to just spout that crap? I'm just, hey, man, just, you know, it's Clay. Jack's like, yo, man, I need some space. Clay's like, cool. And then stands there for a second and then realizes that he wa- Jack wants him to leave. So he rolls. The next day, Jack is walking around. I guess he's going to class. And then he hears a scream, runs over and finds Amir's corpse up in a tree. Very sad. Fan favorite, Amir. Yeah, favorite. I, liked, I liked him quite a bit. I had high hopes for I'll, The problem, I mean, it. looking back at it, it's telegraphed because he's super likable and on the hit list right (laughs) 
Like it should have yeah. been obvious that he was going to be the next one if there was going to be a next one. Right. Yeah. He's sitting in ethics class. He can't really pay attention. He keeps, he sees Amir and Amir looks at him. He can't shake the idea that there's a, I mean, there's already something fishy or something wrong on campus, but now he's starting to think that maybe things are connected like more so mm. than he thought with his pops. Yeah. Our next yeah. scene is with Randall at the bar. Good old R.A. Randall. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I think I know what's killing people. And then Randall says, who's killing people? And he's like, no, 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 what's killing people? I think it's a, a werewolf. <laughs> and Randall is all too eager, all too eager to join him on this venture. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, werewolf hunt? I'm in. Yeah. So, well, what if yeah. I'm wrong? Because, yeah, but what if you're right? Like yeah, I have that, I have uh, that exchange yeah. written down. Yeah. <laughs> a little too uh, a little too eager there, maybe. Yeah. They decide that they're going to follow the other neophytes around just to make sure that they're safe. They're originally following the young woman that we saw with Amir and the other neophyte. Randall's like, this is wrong. This plan's wrong. And Jack's like, how could it be wrong, man? He's like, yeah, you're using the, using this girl as bait. And Jack, I'm not using her as bait. What are you talking about? And Rick says, we're following her around. We don't tell her what's going on. And then Jack's like, oh, no. We're using her as bait. I'm using her as bait. <laughs> Randall's got a smile on his face because, no, this is a great idea. It's Get at it. Plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he follows her a little bit downtown. Yeah. I don't know how many times you've tailed somebody. I don't necessarily think Jack is any good or any bad at it, but he gets pushed down an alley by a hooded figure who appears to be Alyssa. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm making sure that, you know, this girl's safe. And she's like, that's my job. It's revealed that the order didn't send Alyssa, that she's doing it on her own because she can't see another person get hurt. She says, well, you should go watch Brandon, which is the other male neophyte that did not die. And he says, oh, yeah, no, I already got that taken care of. She's like, wait, whoa, whoa, you brought someone else in on this? And she's about to get real upset. And then he says, well, I told him that uh, Brandon was depressed, so we should watch him. Jack casually using mental health and possible self-harm as a defense. Not a good look for Jack. No, but as the lies go, it's a pretty good lie. <laughs> we, uh, we cut back to Stone. She's meeting with some other members of the Order, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle being, can we just, do you want to make up a last name for Kyle? Can we do that? Kyle Bryanson. <laughs> no, just Kyle Bryan. That's all, this is Kyle Good Bryan. old KB. <laughs> you got two first names and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his middle Gio. name is, his middle name is The. <laughs> KTB. Stone is, she's like, something's wrong out there. We're not the only ones who use magic. Don't be so stupid or naive to think that someone could be, couldn't be using magic to further their own agenda, just like we do. And then she essentially describes magic as the force, as something that swirls about them that anyone can take advantage of. Yeah. While she's admonishing these people. She's like a super strict <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it penetrates us. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what Qui-Gon said. Oh, it was they're the same person. Fair enough. Obi Wan spent his entire life trying to be Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> Man, now that I've started that fight, let's move on with this plot. <laughs> While she's admonishing these students, she gets a text message with someone called Margaret Crane and says, "I'm coming to see you." Period. 
now, period, which she does not enjoy. So she dismisses the students and we cut back to the following. I actually wrote that. We're back to the following scenes. Jack and Alyssa are, I'm going to start calling them Jack-Lyssa when they're together. They're Ugh. still following, fo- following, they're still following the young woman whose name I don't, act, I, they say it, but I don't actually know what it is. I didn't pay attention enough. What, the girl's name? Yeah, that they're following. Gabrielle or Gabriella, something like that. Maybe. Going to call her she, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> Jack asks why Alyssa went to Belgrade. We had kind of talked about this. And she says that her family was all on the West Coast. He says, so you hate them, right? She says, no, I just didn't want to be them. He asks her to tell him something true about herself. And she says, my real life started when I was accepted into the order. Uh, up until then, I was following my parents' playbook. But now I'm playing by my own rules, essentially. And then she asks Jack pretty much the same question. She says, uh, are you following someone else's playbook? And then he changes the subject immediately, though. <laughs> Which is another sign. Yeah. He's doing all this because his granddad, I guess, is a essentially conditioned and trained him to do all this he doesn't really have a mind of his own yeah we're starting to get flashes of that in this episode the young woman they're following has gone into a party a house party which apparently it's neither of their speed so they're gonna just stay outside creepily across the street from this house party and just watch did you get the feeling that he suggested they stay out there so that he could hang with her definitely (laughs) okay it wasn't just me all right it's 100 percent right yeah, right. we'll find out in a second why, too. So the blonde woman from the very beginning of the show is on the phone with uh, she's chastising someone or I wouldn't say she's chastising. She's telling someone that she's not going to move a fundraiser. Chancellor Stone walks up and then Margaret Crane starts to chastise her. And she's like, so what's up with these herbs? They're not going to protect students. And then she's like, well, you know, I got a, I got a theory, you know, it's a. It's a theory, you know, uh, we're working on it. Like, uh, I got people looking stuff up on wolfpedia.net. Like, Margaret isn't having it. <laughs> she essentially tells her, well, you know, you barely had enough candidates to fill the slots. This is where, uh, it's at this exact moment where I realized exactly what was happening. I don't know if it was at the same moment for you, but Stone says, well, you know, we've got enough people you know, your son Gregory was an alternate and now there's an opening. Yeah. Immediately at this point, I knew that Margaret, old Maggie Crane was involved. Yeah. And I think Professor Stone, or not Professor, I'm sorry. I think Chancellor Stone also realized that because like you kind of see a shift in her facial facial expressions. Once again, yeah. She's like, she's getting suspicious. Your son Gregory, because as soon as she mentions that Gregory was an alternate, Margaret's demeanor completely changes. She goes from being this kind of like, I don't want to say frigid, but like rough, harsh person to being like, well, I got to go. So uh, you guys just figure this all out and I'll uh, see you at the initiation party. Yeah. Interesting. Suspicious. Jack, Lissa, they're still hanging out across the street from the party. The uh, young woman appears to be interested, very interested in a young man. They're quite amorous with each other. And uh, Jack and Alyssa both, I don't know if Jack was doing this because he was trying to impress Alyssa, or maybe this is just how he is, but they're both disgusted with the way that these two people are conducting themselves in public. I mean, she was looking his face, man. Yeah. And Jack, it's a bit much. Jack just straight up like he's, she's eating his face. 
Ugh. Yeah. And then I think he says that she <laughs> she should get some tips from you. Alyssa says you wish, and he and then Jack says I do or sure do. God. Smooth. smooth, smooth, real smooth. Uh, I can't decide if he's if he's a, a smooth talker or a simp. Like it's he's one or the other. <laughs> it's not working out either way. <laughs> well, I mean, like that line was good because it as was, soon as he but it started. It, yeah, she. <laughs> She like because there she's standing to his left. She glances over immediately, like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> it was great. The young man that the neophyte is uh, interested in proceeds to vomit in his solo cup. She gets upset and she leaves. You know, here's the thing, man. That's not how you. If you're gonna boot and rally, do it in the bathroom. Well, if she was gonna, like tossing him around and whatnot. I think he, I think she might have constant. She I'm was like saying, being pretty rough with the guy. If you if you are at the point that you need to vomit, or you even sense for a second that you are getting ready to vomit at a party, just go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, vomit, wash your mouth out, get yourself together, and go back out there, and you party even harder. And this guy just didn't do it. No, but these are all underage. Uh, these are most likely a bunch of underage kids. So, I'm just saying. They this don't guy, know. I, he has lessons he needs to learn. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> the lessons he needs to learn. <laughs> that's his, that's why he's like. Did you? Yeah. Did we mention? <laughs> did we mention the giant sign on the outside of this? Because first off, this is the frat house for the frat that kidnapped Jack when he first walked onto campus. Oh, Sigma Sigma Delta. Yes, <laughs> it's the same guys. <laughs> did you see? No. There's so there's big signs, but did you see the big sign outside the party? No. Hold on. When they first walk up, it's a big white sign, like hand drawn or hand spray painted. <laughs> read it, read it to me when you find it, my friend. Uh, does it just say kegger? I think there's a sign that says that. Maybe keep it. Just it's obstructed by the view of people's faces. No, 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 no. Come on, keep keep watching. Get watching. This is good pod. We always have good pod. All right, right here. So I'm gonna find you a timestamp. It's obstructed. It's got to be in the scene afterwards. Maybe, maybe, but I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to find it for you because I thought it was hilarious. So it's after this. Daughter, okay. daughter drop off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, daughter drop off. What's the sign above that say? Uh, Hold on. It happens so night life after death. Yeah, something like that. But you can see the Sigma Sigma Delta stuff up top. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So these are just your typical dude bro frat. There's a blow up doll stuck in a tree. Yeah. This is the most stereotypical college frat house I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm in any media. I'm at 2324 and there is an old tube television on like a side table just sitting in the front lawn. Like if they're not playing GameCube on that, I'm going to be real upset. Uh... (laughs) Anyway, I don't. That's the uh, wrong year, my friend. I'm so sorry. Man, GameCube is fun for everybody, right? Yeah, but they, yeah. So the 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 young woman, the neophyte, gets understandably upset at this guy. I guess he actually manages to vomit on her. Yeah, I guess a little vomit on her, which is yeah, no bueno. Yeah, because if anyone vomits on me, I'm going to vomit. You do what you got to do. Yeah, just watch my shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow 
Thanks. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for that one, man. So she leaves. She calls him a jerk. She calls him some other things. She storms down the stairs, decides that she's going to go out through the back. Jack Lissa decide to follow her. We actually get a, a, a shot of the gray vision looking at this young woman. And then mm. all of a sudden it's nighttime. It's starting to, I think it just, it's, it felt like it slowly dimmed. Within seconds, it's nighttime. That's called the sunset, Chris. Okay. If you go outside more often, you'd see that. It, it doesn't go from 5.30 to 9 o'clock within half a second. Okay. Anyways. Uh-huh. She's walking. They're slightly behind her. I think they're about 20 or 30 feet behind her. And I, I guess they don't make any noise. Like when you're walking on the street, I guess the, their footfalls aren't making any noise or she's not paying attention, whatever. Yeah. But then all of a sudden there's something behind her. Walks out of the kind of wooded area. Yeah. And then uh, she says, you know, you had your chance, jerk. No, like this is an original Hermdall, I think is what she calls it. Her, like a Herndall? I think it's the brand name. Is that H-E- a thing? H-E-R-N-D-L. Herndell? I don't think you, I don't think you saw that right. I mean, I didn't pause when I went and found the other thing, so I was playing out right in front of me with subtitles. But sure, Herndel. Hern. Let me let me back it up. That's, I that, guess. Well, no, 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 no. What you you spelled it right? I don't think that's a thing <laughs> because Herndel and Herndel fashion they don't bring anything up on the internet. So hmm. yeah, do we find an incomplete? part of the internet well it's going to be complete now because the simulation is going to figure out the part we found it's going to anyways gotcha it grabs her by the throat what does the person who walked out Mm. of the area who she assumes i guess is the guy that she was trying to make out with it grabs her by the neck she screams jack runs up and punches it square in the back but his hand actually goes into this person or this thing and he pulls it out it's covered in mud then it grabs him by the throat the young neophyte woman runs away Alyssa cuts the hand off and uh, it stops what it's doing while Jack and Alyssa don't do anything to try to stop it bends over picks it up and puts it on and then grabs both of them by the throat (laughs) yeah they had the opportunity yeah and we uh I I guess stabbing it wouldn't have done anything but still Where's Jax's hamburger? Huh? Well, he doesn't have his backpack right now. You I'm know? just saying. It grabs both of them by the throat and then eventually lifts them up. And we get a good shot of this thing's face. It's gray, kind of brownish. Appears to be mud. Yeah. Like they're unable to really stop it from doing anything. Uh, then it eventually just lets them go. And you hear a woman's voice that says, return to me. And then it runs off. Did you see the writing on its forehead? I did. I was actually just about to talk about that. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. That's good. There is something on its head. We can't read it. Maybe it's in, you know, Latin. Who knows? Well, okay. But it's in. Well, I mean, I recognized it. It's in Hebrew. Oh. Oh. That's Which right. is why I was like, oh, it's a golem. Like right away. Like it's got Hebrew on its forehead. It's made of mud or clay. So, yeah, I was like, oh, this is a golem. They don't know it yet. Um, but yeah, it's got, so it's Hebrew because a golem is a, a Jewish folklore creature, I guess is yep. what you would call it. You're right. You're right. Jack 
It's like, how do we hunt a mud monster? Alyssa says, Good question. We don't hunt a, hunt a mud monster. She's cutting him out. She's like, I got to figure this out on my own. You can't help me. And then he's like, what are you talking about? We're a team. And she says, no, I got to do this on my own. And then he's like, well, at least let me walk you back to campus. And then she points her knife at him and says, how about I walk you back to campus? (laughs) (laughs) She's she's got a point. Yeah. I mean, literally, she has a point. Yes. And then as they're walking away, Jack's like, what? Why can't you do any magic? And she's like, well, I'm not. That's I don't have those skills yet. And he's like, do you have a wand? tarot cards black cat anything (laughs) very lol i thought it was very funny we cut to a completely different scene jack and randall are sitting in the bar drinking randall's like well why did it stop attacking you and he says i don't know it just kind of stopped and then kyle and gregory immediately enter the bar as if this show could not you know telegraph its steps any better jack immediately thinks maybe it stopped because it didn't need to kill Gabrielle mm, yeah. anymore. And Randall's like, what do you mean? He says, well, it was only attacking neophytes. And then Gregory, it, it, was, it was trying to prevent, it was stopping people from getting in. But Gregory's now in. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Ooh. Kyle and Gregory both look over at Randall and Jack and make some musings about how this bar needs a VIP section. And then uh, rich kids. Jack looks at his beard. I think it's called Dead Man's Head. And uh, I guess he has a uh, an epiphany. And then he leaves. He's yeah, gonna, that's what that's what you do when you have an epiphany. You leave without yeah. saying goodbye yeah. or paying. Bye. Assuming yeah, exactly. I guess he might have paid up front. That's a possibility. This is an illegal drinking establishment. That is true. <laughs> it's probably it is. Even if it wasn't, Jack seems like a cash only type of guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like the type of guy who never leaves home without the without exact change in his pocket. He's he's the guy who he goes to the bar, puts a twenty on the table, or puts a twenty on the bar, and then puts his drink on top of it to know exactly how much like how much money he could spend. Ugh. The next day, Jack is walking around. Alyssa rolls up on him and she says, "I think it's a golem." And then she says, uh, "They're usually made out of mud, clay, or metal, and it has a magic word on its head that provides the power." And then Jack says that, I think Gregory did this. And Alyssa's like, what are you talking about? And he says, you know, look at the facts. He got in last night and it stopped attacking Gabrielle. And then Alyssa says, well, there's no way he would have the, you know, magical ability to do that. And he says, you get some mud, you write a word on his head. and or well, he was, he he says, says, You slap you a, a mannequin ma- together, yeah, write a magic yeah. word on his forehead, and you're done. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know. But you need to stay out of this. He's like, what are you talking about? We're partners. And she says, no, this is something for the order. I, I, it's also probably, she doesn't mention it, but she didn't wipe his memory. So if he gets involved and still knows about it, she might get in trouble. That's what I was kind of, yeah. besides wanting to protect him or not have him be harmed, is they like, might also hurt her standing, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, but but young love makes you do stupid things. <laughs> and then uh, she makes Jack say the words. And then he's like, great, I'm going to start. I'm going to put the nail in the coffin in my lifelong mission. <laughs> she, mission? Uh, oops. Nice one, Jack. She says, see ya. I don't know what he says, but they both walk away from each other. And they both repeat what they just said. And are like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Why did I say that? Yeah. Which uh, I can relate. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate. We cut to Jack. 
he's now in back in his dorm room and now he's thinking about clay and then he walks over to his desk and he uh notices there's a bunch of dirt or dust on it and he picks up a coffee mug that still has the tag the drawers are empty he kind of has some i don't know consider them flashbacks or just thoughts that run through his mind of clay asking him what is it like to be alive and he immediately figures out that clay was the golem get it yeah clay Clay. (laughs) (laughs) classic clay and then yeah clay is like hey man i told you not to touch my stuff but i do have to thank you because now you give me you gave me a purpose again you brought me back to life and then he starts to i guess kill jack covers his head covers his face with his big weird clay claw thing they struggle a little bit clay asks him he's like I wonder how long it takes humans to die. Uh, Jack smashes a lamp on Clay's body. He doesn't do anything. And then in the struggle, he manages to reach over. And after see, after knocking his hat off, sees the magic word. With uh, I, I guess with, within moments of almost running out of breath, manages to uh, rub the, the word out. Clay falls over and kind of hardens up and turns into Clay. Yeah. He's just Clay now. And that's it. I loved all the, I liked this scene quite a bit. And I, I loved Clay asking him questions about what it's like to die and whatnot. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm really curious. Can you help me out here? Like, <laughs> yeah, I need to know. I'm just doing what I got to do. Yeah. You help, can you do this for me? Like, I'm compelled, but please help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut to the meeting room for the old Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose. They are about to induct Gregory Crane into their society. And then as he's being passed, I guess his equi- his uh, vestments, I think that's what you would call those, the golem head flies into the air and lands at the feet of uh, Gregory Crane. And then he says, hey, I found your killer. You guys can probably use the magic to figure out who did all the killing because they're the real monsters. Yeah, I like how he's like, Clay was a good guy. <laughs> He's an all right guy. And then he turns and he's and as he's leaving, he says, uh, you guys should also figure out your hidden door. <laughs> yeah. Not so the, hidden. <laughs> security is not so great. Quite lax. And as he's getting ready to leave, that door shuts. Uh, and he turns around and what I can only describe as the, uh, oh no, face. Like, like I, didn't, I didn't think this through. Uh, this, was, this was not part of the plan. It was... Uh, who knows what he was thinking? <laughs> Go change your khakis, Jack. <laughs> and then I have it down. Oh, he that. can't afford khakis. <laughs> Are these your good khakis? Or are they your only khakis? <laughs> big horns. I wrote down here, big horns shows up. He's holding something in his hand. You can't really tell what it is, but then he, uh, he said, he just says the head and someone rolls over and picks it up and puts it on a little the dais or the basin he snaps the neck of a bird which i don't i'm pretty sure it wasn't a real bird hopefully and then writes the magic word on clay's head clay's face reappears and uh, big horn says who created you and he says margaret crane and then he looks over and says hey jack no hard feelings (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 mvp of this episode clay oh it was great and then uh, Big Horns wipes the magic word away. He turns back to just a golem head. Big Horns turns around and just points. Margaret is demasked. 
And she's like, you can't do this. I'm a member of the Gnostic Council, blah, 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 blah. She's dragged out of the room. Gregory also gets dragged out of the room. And as he's being pulled from it, he says, Mom, you ruined everything. <laughs> well, he yells out as he gets grabbed. He goes, I'm legacy. I'm like, legacy. Yeah, they just got rid of your legacy. You watched it happen. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it was great. The, that Greg. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Big horns, B.H., approaches Jack and says, it appears that you have been summoned. Will you answer the call? It's quite silent for a few moments. I I don't know if it's something that Jack is in shock or he's just unsure of how he should answer the question, but someone from behind BH says that this is the part where you say yes, Mr. Morton. And he says yes. They all take their masks off. He, rec- uh, he sees Alyssa, Kyle, Chancellor Stone, and then uh, Bighorns is his daddy. Daddy. Oh, God. It's Edward his father. Coventry. <laughs> Coventry or Covent? I don't... They don't really Coventry. say his last name. Coventry? Yeah, that's, Coventry. It's a weird last name. Whatever. Yeah, it is. And then he reaches his hand out, takes Jack's hand, and leans in and says, uh, with an entrance like that, we'll be expecting big... Or we'll be expecting great things from you. Ugh. <laughs> Woof. Come on, Jack. You're supposed Ugh. to under-promise and over-deliver. You don't... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't know how to do anything small, you know? Yeah, you, you don't... <laughs> you don't come out with your, like... Your best album shouldn't be your debut album. I'm just saying. And then uh, we cut back to Pops and Jack, and I guess Jack has some doubts. He's like, I was... You know, the whole purpose of joining the Order was to use magic against this guy, but now he's my boss? Pop sees it a completely different way. He says, you know, you got to change your seat. You got to look at it from a different perspective. Now you're right in this guy's life. We expected this to take five years. And he pulls out this chalkboard that has like year one, two, three, four, (laughs) five on it. Has all these classes. They had it planned out, man. Yeah. And you kind of, I kind of feel sorry for Jack because this dude, his granddad, I guess, has been pushing him, pulling him forward every step of the way, maybe even kicking and screaming, you know, forcing him to do these things, make these choices. And it kind of ties back to Alyssa asking him, you know, are you following someone else's playbook or is this what you want? It had an impact on me. I don't know if it had the same impact on you. Yeah. That's it. So you got, yeah. Yeah. What did you, what else, what did you want me to say? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever comes to mind, my friend. I did. I said whatever came to mind. It wasn't good enough for you, Christopher. (laughs) So what would you like me to say instead? You son of a gun. And then it's revealed at this point that Jack's mom kills herself. Edward Coventry drove her to suicide. Mm. He's very upset. He, like, sniffles. And then he turns, grabs Jack by his shoulders and says, Plus, you get to learn magic. Yeah. That's not... It's actually... Good point. Good point. Very up and down. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Pete doesn't seem very hinged. That's a good way of putting it. He fluctuates. It's like from his peaks and valleys are just woof. Yeah, he's not well. <laughs> well I mean, he's borderline obsessed with a man. <laughs> Who he, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. We cut to Jack. He's back in the cemetery and he uh, sees the werewolf print. And he decides he's going to go deeper into the forest. But... That scene is cut immediately short by Edward walking behind Margaret. Edward's eating an apple, and she's like, you would have done the same thing for your son. I'm sorry. So Jack actually mentions out loud in his meeting with Pete 
that um, my own father didn't recognize me. And Pete says, why would he? He has no idea that you exist. Yeah. Which is, which is also interesting. Right. Adding another layer to that mystery. Yeah. So this part coming up where Margaret says, you know, you would, you would do anything for your son. And then Edward says, I, I wouldn't have put the order or my son's life in jeopardy. No, I wouldn't have put his needs above the order's needs. Yes. And I would not have put myself in a place in a place to decide his fate. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so he gives her some options. I don't remember what they all are, but she eventually chooses something called the lament. And then Edward says, good. It's quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Clay shows up with a hacksaw. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anything involving a hacksaw is quick. And then yeah. he says, hey, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I really need you to tell me, does this hurt? And then uh, she screams. And we cut back to Jack in the forest, and he sees a spooky house. Ooh, spooky house. Another spooky house. Spooky house. And then... This is our third or fourth spooky house? Third, I think, yeah? I think it's the third. Yeah. Lots of spooky houses. And then something happens. What happens? Do you remember what happens? We get we get the predator night vision? Well, I was going to say you hear a twig snap. Oh, you do hear a twig snap. <laughs> I think we've heard a twig snap in every single movie that we've watched, with the exception of thirty twenty two. If there, only because there were no twigs. If there were there no twigs in Code Eight, right? No. So if there were, if it was a movie and they went around trees, there was a twig snap. I think that's yeah. pretty safe to say. Just in everything, uh, geez. If it, again, like you can't kick a pine cone, you can't trip and fall, you can't like break a branch off on accident anything anything but a twig snap jeez that's what that's what this episode's going to be called anything but a twig snap <laughs> he uh runs towards the house and i think he says like this is one of my worst ideas yeah i would agree at this point <laughs> yeah yeah jack you are you make the best worst decisions my friend he runs into the house shuts the door behind him you see what appears to be the werewolf's visage on the other side of the glass uh he runs into a different room uh then he actually makes fun of himself for locking it that's great lock yourself in the basement he's like, i'm not going down there yeah <laughs> and then uh, the, <laughs> the metal door behind him bends in from an impact and he's like oh, i'll go down there uh, that's cool. I'm going. so when he gets down there there's natural light so there's a window i don't think we get to see that window why didn't he just crawl out the window instead of locking himself in a room with no windows inside? Like he goes down into the basement and then goes into another room and locks that door. But there was a window. Right. Maybe it has bars on it. I, I don't know. It does have bars on it to answer your question. Yes. I'm well, looking at the okay. scene right now. Okay. Okay. I guess I missed that. Yeah. I was confused. But fair. All right. He sees another room. It's full of candles. It looks to be... I guess I don't want to say ritualistic, but it looks like you it just looks, look at this scene and you're like, oh. It looks like the chest room after you've beaten the dungeon boss. There's candles that <laughs> oh, somebody's been lighting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a word wall. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly, you absorb some dragon souls. No, he opens a he opens these doors. He sees some chests and then he hears muffled banging and then he closes the doors behind him he locks he he locks the door it's my favorite yeah. he's just a little click yeah, little bar yeah <laughs> a 
one of the boxes in front of him starts rattling and then it tips over and then it opens. And did you actually see what was in it? It looked like <laughs> it looked like a skin, like an animal hide. Yeah. Or skin. On the, like a, on like almost like a small rug. Yeah. Like, okay. Like a, like a fur rug. Yeah. I put on here that it was Cruella DeVille's worst nightmare. <laughs> Because it looks like a fur throw. Like you would kill yeah. an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. It's fur. Ace Ventura would not like this scene. And so it, it pops out at him, wraps it around Jack. He's screaming. He's struggling. And it was at this point where I noticed that the banging on the door stopped. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not. I was too focused on what the heck is going on with this. Right. It eventually almost envelops him completely almost envelops him completely and as his head is being pulled back his kind of jaw his mouth opens and you see his canines extending and then we cut to black yeah so end of episode two some answers some like they they resolved the whole people getting murdered thing but they opened up a lot more questions right i really enjoy the way they did their little mini arc with murder 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 we'll resolve that in episode two but they set up okay coventry's the head dude of the order like that's a lot i'm a lot closer to him than i thought i would be this whole there's still a werewolf out there it was a red herring for the murders but where did it's still there somewhere so it sets up more season long or maybe just multiple episode long questions so i like the little bit of mystery in it i enjoy it yeah how'd you like that ending i actually liked it a lot it ties into like the whole plot. Well, not necessarily the plot, but if you like look at like the description of this show on Netflix or IMDb is essentially like Jack joins an order and like the, the word werewolf is used in it. So we, we should automatically assume that werewolves are not just going to be a small part. Mm. And it's, so yeah. it's interesting if he actually manages to be, cause I don't know what happens after this. I didn't read up anything. I didn't watch the second episode. So if he becomes a werewolf... That's definitely the implication you get from that ending, yeah? Yeah. He becomes a werewolf, and he he's also joined a society with magic practitioners. Like It's a very interesting premise. Yeah. Premise is probably a good one. But like I said, I did like it. I did. I like it more than the first episode. So... Yeah. Okay. What about you? Yeah. It was like, what in the world is this? What is happening at the whole ending? Just how, where are they going with it? <laughs> I liked it quite a bit. Or I was intrigued enough to keep going. I think this is, I said this before with the last television show that we that we watched. Or Well, no, sorry, with the last episode. These characters are obviously, I mean, they're all college age, right? They're all very, very young. Mm-hmm. They somehow drink more. <laughs> they can afford to drink more than I could now. It's crazy. More than I can. Jeez. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, wow. Yeah, mortgage. <laughs> let's, let's stop bragging. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm living the millennial dream, and you can just get over it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so no, I, just, I can't figure out who the show is for, but I really, I guess it's for me. I really like the mystery part of it. I really enjoy so, that. I'm not, like, because you go from one scene where... There, Jack Lissa is doing their thing, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is pretty basic. And then there's obviously some politics going going in amongst. I'm going to call them the adults, 
the 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 more senior members of the order there's weird characters i don't know there's there's a lot going on so there's a little bit like i guess i'm trying to say there's a little bit of everything there's a little bit sure. of something for for everybody you do bring up a good point that the the target audience of this show is confusing cuz yeah like this isn't a cw show i only bring up good points christopher <laughs> this isn't a cw show but I mean by that is this is not a show for children or young adults. No, it is very vulgar. But it, it is then again, very is it violent. not? How many kids? Oh, God bless. I just I'm so old. How many high school kids watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, but that's different. Like, How is it's that not different? A show that that's not a show that's intentionally aimed at them. No, charmed. This it well, yeah, Charmed. Yeah, but Charmed is a show that is aimed directly at young adults sure well I'm, I'm i'm just saying i mentioned it in our last uh episode about the order that netflix is trying to be hbo right and who has time to sit around and watch and binge these shows and who's going to do it? it's a younger demographic or so you right well right now yeah but you know i'm working 40 like it doesn't matter who's going to be sitting around watching it on their phone all day Right, sure. it's high school kids or just kids in general. So you make the characters, the main characters, the same age or maybe slightly older than the age group you're looking for. You include a bunch of adult content with the violence and the language and uh, the drinking. No nudity, th- thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that if it was going to be that type of show, they would have already done it. I played, I just I'm tired of it. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I I think that some of the cursing is a little overdone in this particular show i think the violence or the gore anyways fits the whole horror theme pretty well but i'm just i'm glad there's not a bunch of overt sexual content well even even when i say that the, the i violence... got way off you got me way off base from what i was trying no, to say it's fine. but they're trying no, to be you. hbo that's how they're marketing it is they're they're trying to be game of thrones but cleaned up so that your parents can't walk in on a scene that would get you in trouble right right even the violence like i mean we see a slashed throat we yeah see a dead we, we see a, a dead young man in a tree yeah well we saw the in the last episode we saw the the eyeball right it's not game of thrones where you see a guy getting beheaded right or you see someone getting chopped in half or you know sure a dragon it's, it's gore a it's gore there's right. it's after after effects i guess yeah. is what i would call it yeah no i, I kind of agree that the the target audience is confusing. I think this is a show aimed at adults and college aged young men and women. I just I I think that maybe the younger group, the high school kids, probably the older high school kids, maybe the juniors and seniors might enjoy this show as well. But I think the target is definitely college age and slightly older okay. adults. Okay. So. No, I, I don't know. I've never been college age, so I wouldn't know. Everyone's college age. <laughs> There's that uh, one kid who's like seven, and he's studying theoretical physics. That's all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned it at the beginning. So, would this be a show that you would watch again? <laughs> or were you kidding when you said you binged? No, it? I watched the I watched uh, the rest of the season. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I I was like I I wanted to know what the heck that last scene, what was mm. going on. Because that is, because I had the same thought when you would like we both had the same thought. I was like, "Oh, is that him becoming a werewolf?" And I was like, "That's not your typical 
usually you get bit by a werewolf or something on okay. a full moon. You don't get wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> so I was intrigued. I wanted to know what was happening. And then there was something in the next episode. I was like, at the end, they cliffhangered me uh, wow. for like three episodes. And I was like, well, I guess I'll finish it. <laughs> it, it hooked you, huh? Okay. Yeah, they, they tricked me. They tricked me good. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Like, would you watch more of it? I think so. I mean, I don't... I mean, I say a lot of the times I don't watch television. Mainly because I just don't like... And I don't even want to say it's because I don't have the time. It's just because I just... There's, there isn't a whole lot of television that I enjoy watching that's new. And, and this isn't me saying something like, well, shows were better in the good old days. <laughs> I'm sure there's great TV out there. I just don't watch it because I'd rather be doing other things. Do other things like learning how to play the guitar or playing games or spending time with my wife or my pets. So it's rare that I find a television show that I, I really enjoy. You know, we've talked about it on this pod before, but Game of Thrones is a cultural event. The fact that you haven't seen all the episodes is surprising mm-hmm. because it's, it is, it's a big part of the culture. Like a lot of stuff happens in real life. I will reference Game of Thrones. So, I, I watched the last three seasons of it by seeing the memes and gifs on uh, yeah. Free Folk. That's all I sure. So I got the... I, I'm part of the zeitgeist without having to spend all that time <laughs> watching sure. whatever that crap was. Um, just getting angrier as the last season trudges <laughs> well, from episode to episode. I didn't have to get angry. I just laughed. Like, haha, you spent an hour watching it. I actually had one episode spoiled for me in World of Warcraft trade chat. <laughs> You know, it's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, my God. As I was reading the text, I was like, there's no way that this is going to happen on this show. And sure enough, it happened. And my wife is upset and she's angry. And she's like, I wouldn't say she's screaming, but she's like, what the heck is happening in this? And I'm just, I'm in <laughs> shock because I'm like. What was it? Game of Thrones spoilers, guys. Oh, what was uh, it? It's, it's, um, it's after the Battle of Winterfell. And they are riding. Daenerys is riding one of her dragons and the other one is injured on the ocean. And then out of nowhere appears a pirate fleet that shoots down and kills the wounded dragon. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so it's like anything can happen on this show. And uh, yeah, I'm just saying the last episode, the last season of Game of Thrones is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. One of the worst <laughs> To you like you're that like has ever happened to me like, <laughs> so i mean that, that's how invested i was and sure that's what i'm saying like it's hard sure. to find television shows that are worth watching for seven seasons like just waiting months for the next season to come out i'm not saying that this show is that good but i'm willing to give it a shot so okay that's my point all right and on that note wow all right yeah yeah Do you want me to exit us out on this one? Yeah, roll us out, man. If you liked what you heard, which I don't know why you wouldn't, feel free to like and subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. I think we are on all major carriers, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts. Please review us. If you you enjoyed it, give me five stars. Tell me what you liked about it. If you didn't like it, give me five stars and tell me what you didn't like. (laughs) Or you could email us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com you can also hit us up on twitter at b underscore roll podcast we actually have a facebook group now called the b-roll podcast fan group other than that oh our patreon 
Yeah. Would you like to mention our Patreon, my friend? I, I wouldn't, but I will. You can become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash B underscore roll. Uh, if you really liked what you heard and want to help support us as we do it more and get better and better quality. and It gets better at this. What is it? Which I was, was going to say, it gets better than this? It gets better. <laughs> I, I assume that as, as, as good as this is, if we threw Fair. money at it, it might be better. <laughs> Just maybe. That is the American way. Yeah. But no, hit us up. Uh, we'd appreciate the support feedback whatever um suggestions if there if you have a favorite television show and you're like i want to hear what those two idiots have to say about it (laughs) we'll watch the pilot episode and tell you just give us that suggestion that's all i got so i just want to thank everyone for listening i hope you have a great day remember that in 2020 your mental health is important you are loved and you will be loved much more if you listen share and subscribe to this podcast feed god bless oh thanks guys stop recording now or wait i mean i don't know i mean how much b-roll do you want uh this much sounds good i think we i think we got lots of b-roll <laughs>